entertaining and informative. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Been a big Monday show already. Curtis Sliwa, Brian Kilmeade, and Steve Bannon. We'll talk to Alex Trayman and Ina Vernikov, who was a big star. Trump called her on stage Saturday night, had that beautiful dress with the Israeli flag. But my next guest is uh, my longest friend, 46 years, going on 47. He's brilliant. He happens to be Trump's best attorney. Sorry, Alina. But he happens to be Donald Trump's best attorney. He is, uh, in fact, the best uh, defense attorney in the world. That's the bottom line. Anybody who's anybody hires Joe Tacopina. Plus, he's very rugged and very handsome. Here he is, the king of Bedford Avenue, my man Joseph Tacopina. Good morning, pal. The king of Bedford Avenue. That's him. That's, that's a pretty impressive title. <laughs> George Small was on Bedford Avenue. Bruce Chariot was on Bedford Avenue. <laughs> you were right. close to Bedford Avenue. So, I mean, I don't know if I could be the king ever of Bedford Avenue. <laughs> that is a big, but. big responsibility. You're right. But you're worthy of that. So before we get to whether or not Trump should testify today, you were texting me yeah. when I was ranting on the Rangers. And <laughs> you've got season tickets. You, you know, you, me, and Pete Morgan. Pete Morgan texted me also. We will text often during Ranger games. And I know you yeah. tend to to get carried away with your teams, like the Hurricanes, or by the way, they're going to play a college football game at Yankee Stadium. But on a serious note, uh, the Rangers, how good are they? It's different this year, Sid. It's different. I mean, I know it's early. You're right. And after last year's first-round exit, after a great season, it's hard to get overly excited, but this is different. Pete Laviolette is a, a different type of coach. He's a, he's a tough coach, and he doesn't allow for mental lapses. This team is built differently. Um, you know, here's a great example. Last night, they played one of the best teams in hockey, the Los Angeles Kings, okay, one of the best defensive teams in the NHL. They won 4-1. to one. Three of the goals were scored by fourth liners. Yeah. Jimmy Vesey, you know, Rodzinski, who just was called up. Will Cooley, these are rookies. Um, it's amazing what's happening there. There's a special thing going on. Of course, Drupal laid somebody out. That's always part of a, a Ranger a game. You know, it's amazing to watch him intimidate and change the course of the game. And then Jonathan Quick, you said it. I mean, look, Igor Shosturkin is the best goalie on the planet, on the planet, alive. But Jonathan Quick is a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, he's on the, you know, closer to 40 than 30 at this point. But he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, and he's undefeated. He's a new Canaan, Connecticut kid, by the way. Um, he's just he's, – he found a new life. He found a new life here. And there's nothing like the Garden when the Rangers are there. No, I totally agree. Yeah, New Canaan, by the way, is where Christopher Mad Dog Russo, who was on this show a couple of days ago, he lives there. And uh, this was a WFAN segment. There's nobody there right now who could talk Ranger hockey like you and I. Nobody. Uh, so congratulations. But, but getting back to Trump for a second, uh, I spent a lot of time with him, and he was very attentive and very friendly, over the top, actually, with me on Saturday night. I just hung up with his good buddy, Steve Bannon. He was going to testify today. He decided not to, which I thought was a bad idea from the beginning anyway. But I'm not an attorney. You are. So two uh, two things here. First of all, uh, are you happy he decided not to testify? And secondly, does that mean he won't even be in court this morning? Yeah, it means he won't be in court because there's no sense going to court if you're not going to testify. And he definitely should not have testified. I mean, for, first of all, let's realize this. This, this case is a fait accompli. It's going to be dealt with in the appellate level. This judge has his agenda. He's already made his ruling that Trump's a fraud and committed fraud, right? So what is he going to test? That's the jury. The judge is the jury in this case. He's already ruled, you know, he can't stand Trump. He can't stand anything Trump. It would be a waste of time 
And by the way, you know, when you go under oath, in any case, it could be used in any other case. He's got some more important cases to deal with. This case is, is nothing. It's really nothing because it doesn't matter what happens here. It's going to be overturned eventually because if you really look at the facts of this case, it doesn't belong in a courtroom. And I think that's come out during this trial, despite all the, the shenanigans and antics that are going on in there. Now, but what this really does, though, Sid, this is important because he wants to, you know, he wants to testify. He always wants to testify. That's great. But he, he didn't, and he shouldn't have or he's not going to, but this is, this is like, you know, just weeks before the Iowa caucuses, right? And it really offers a preview of the balancing act that, that he is going to have to face over the next several months when a series of other trials, you know, are slated to begin. And, and the criminal trials, it's not, a, you know, optional attendance. All civil cases, you don't have to appear. You don't have to testify. You don't have to do anything. A criminal trial. And by the way, to that point, you you even you even advised him, I think, against what he really wanted to do to not show up uh, the case you did for him, E. Jim Carroll, which yeah. you guys happened to win. We won the, the rape. And here's the thing why he couldn't show up. He couldn't testify in that case. We all every one of his lawyers, Kellyanne Conway and I were on the phone with him talking about it. There's no way he could have testified in that case, because, first of all, he had nothing to say other than I didn't do it, which he already said under oath. The jury heard that denial, and they didn't believe her rape claim because they played for the rape. This was all about the rape. But showing up and not testifying is worse. And understand this. Just sitting there and then not taking the stand would have, would have been really – it would have given importance to the case and then not delivering on the, the importance of that. Also, we were in the most hostile environment you could be in. This, this is a civil case with a civil judge who's clearly overwhelmed by this and, in part, I think, enjoying the 15 minutes of fame, in part, being overwhelmed by the, the magnitude of what's going on here. Judge Lewis Kaplan in federal Southern District District Court is a senior circuit judge. Uh, if it was not a place to joke around. I mean, he is, uh, you know, during that proceeding, you recall, he, he threatened a criminal contempt of some tweets or some social truth posts or whatever it's called that, that the president yeah. did. That's not, a, that's not a friendly place. It's not a place to be glib, and it's not a place to certainly right. go in there and, yeah. and, and do what's happened in, in the state court. So yeah. it's that he just – these are civil cases. He's got to run an election. You know, I mean, this is, this is the thing. You know, he's got all these important campaign commitments, right? And, yeah, he's winning by a mile. And honestly, you know, when he goes in front of a courthouse and starts talking about the witch hunt – it feeds into his base, and it is like campaigning. But I think he's he's you know has to make some some commitments as the GOP frontrunner to these to these you know campaign stops. And to do that, you can't be sitting in 100 Center Street or 80 Center Street downtown Manhattan right. in a civil danky court, right. you know, for no reason at all. Because there's nothing he could say, nothing that gets the judge to say, oh, you know what, I'm sorry. No, we, we, we've already had he's had the he had a guy in there who's a, who's a, uh, a professional who who looked at the records and said this is about as above board the most above board I've ever seen. I mean these books are perfect. The guy said it. The judge still didn't care. He could have thrown out the case right there. He still didn't do it. According to Danielle, this is based upon documentary evidence and best evidence is testimonies. It's not even necessary. She's right, I guess. Right, documented evidence. Documentary exactly. assessments that were made. What is what? Listen, what is Donald Trump going to go in there and say that's going to change his judge's mind? First of all, there's nothing he could say. Nothing anyone could say to change his mind, right? We knew that already. But even if you had a, a non-biased fact finder, it's really not that important for him to testify because he wasn't involved in the preparation of the minutia of those real estate assessments that were, that were delivered with a waiver. By the way, a waiver 
right, to the to the bank saying, listen, these are not ordered financials. Do your own due diligence. And, and, and they were, you know, they were his assessments. The, and by the way, as I said, I keep saying this, people forget about this one fact. Only one of the properties, those 25 properties, only one actually sold, the Doral property in Florida. That one sold for, I think, $100 million. It was certainly close to $100 million more than the assessment on the Trump Organization documents. Mm-hmm. So yep. please, please. And that's one of the, that is still one of the, the, the properties that's listed as a fraud. Right. So it's just, it's uh, the whole thing. And, I mean, exactly. It's yeah. a laugh. That, that, that requires a laugh. You're right. <laughs> and Mar-a-Lago, too. They really, I think they uh, had it at $18 million. It's worth about $500 million. Yeah, it's like a billion dollars. On yeah. Third Avenue and 23rd Street. That's worth more than Mar-a-Lago, <laughs> according know. to this judge. They're so stupid. I mean, yeah, I know. It's, it's embarrassing for the judge, and Trump uh, will prevail. But let's move to the real criminal here running for president. It's not our friend Donald Trump. It's Biden. He's a real criminal, like for real. And, uh, you know, his son got indicted last week. Uh, he had that sweetheart deal. That deal went Second away. Time. Now he's got nine extra tax charges. He's got the gun charge. How serious was that um, Was that indictment? Those indictments, I should say, for Hunter Biden last week. Uh, those are serious. That's serious. I mean, he's now facing two indictments. He's got, you know, he, he, and this is the Justice Department of his father. I mean, imagine if they were not friendly. Um, that's how bad this must be. I mean, it's so bad that they can't walk away from this because, you know, they want to. I mean, you just know they want to. I mean, look, if you read that indictment, which I have, they, there is so carefully um, constructed to leave out any reference to President Biden. So carefully constructed. I mean, you know, it's it's everything. And, and, and you know, the, the whistleblowers in that case, the two witnesses, the former IRS agents uh, Ziegler and, 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 and Shapley, they told Congress every investigative avenue that led to Joe Biden was blocked. They were blocked. That's why they had to come out. But if you think of all the things that they have, the evidence against Joe Biden that these people claim they have that are seem rock solid, it's it's just it's mind-boggling that he's not even a But yet you read a Trump indictment, and it seems like every lawyer that's ever represented him is an unindicted co-conspirator or an indicted co-conspirator. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's a very perilous job. You know, but but it's crazy when you when you read that indictment. Had how there's absolutely nothing nothing there. They they weren't even allowed to ask questions about him. You know, uh, so it's 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 shocking to me. But but this is a real case, and he's not going to get away with this. So I think you know ultimately a jury's going to sit in judgment, and the the facts are pretty sl- much of a slam dunk. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at GoboLaw.com. GoboLaw, where winning is no accident. I think so, too. And uh, if he was Irving Schwartz, he'd be looking at an even worse situation. It does help a little that he's a Biden, but he broke the law. I mean, it's it's very, very obvious that he broke the law, and he's not going to get away with it. I agree with you 100%. Listen, you are the uh, the absolute best. And uh, when is your Christmas party this year, by the way, Tack? We do, we're a boutique firm. We don't do the Christmas party thing. We're, I'm, I'm pr- pretty much Ebenezer Scrooge when it comes to that kind of stuff in the office. No, but you throw, no, no, I mean, no, not the one in the office. You go to Botito's. I mean, oh, the one at the house the with Tish. Get the thing, yes. Big, big, big boom. Yeah, that's, the, with Theo coming, we're taking a year off that. So Theo's coming from England. Aww. Um 
you know, oh, with Morgan. So we're going to take a year off of that. And, and so just cute. Sort of you are so cute. Him. For yeah, folks that don't know, Theo happens to be Joseph's uh, grandson, and he's a beautiful little baby. And Joseph's daughter lives in London, so Theo is coming home to Connecticut to be with his grandfather. And I've seen uh, countless pictures. Joe's so cute. I think, I think Joe's Jewish. I really do. He keeps sending me pictures of him and his grandson. <laughs> he did go to Yeshiva, too, blew out the candles. You, you, two guys, you two guys are so cute together. He's a beautiful. And a lot of babies are funny looking. Let's be honest, okay? Uh, your grandson is a handsome little boy, boy. He's a handsome kid. He really is. Those eyes and the expressions and yeah. the smiles. Uh, you know, I know I sound biased, and you're right. I do flood your text messages with pictures every I day. I love it. I'm sorry, but it's not just you. Just understand. <laughs> you're my best friend. They're, you're my best friend. They're people I met at the bagel store, and I'm sending pictures of Theo, too. So it's, uh, it's you know, it's, it's really, you know, it's, it's, it's this grandfather thing. And when you said that just now, you said Theo's coming to see his grandfather. I'm like, I oh, know. Really? I know. I know. I'm not a grandfather. We, we, were just, we, we, we were just playing dice baseball. We were 14 years old in Baywood, Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. Now you're a grandfather. And listen, he's a handsome kid like his grandfather. But if he's really lucky, he'll be blessed in uh, downstairs because, my God, God was good to you there, Doc. You can't even wear a decent pair of pants anymore. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I, it's not often that I'm speechless, but you got me. You got me. Oh, God, you are the best. Uh, another brilliant, brilliant, brilliant appearance. And you want to take you want to take, you want to take Gabe to the Ranger game? Do you write me that? No, you. I have tickets. If you, I know you want to take Gabe to the the Knicks and the the Nets. Yeah, yeah. Basketball is prima donna sport. You know that, right? I know that. Of course. Already. Right. They all James Harden. Every five minutes, he wants a trade. He's right. mad. They want to play with their friends. Go to a real sport where the players stick with their teams. They're loyal and they're tough as nails. So I said, why don't you take Gabe to one of the? I'll take. I'll certainly take Gabe. But why don't you take a pair of the tickets? I'd love to Madison Club and take Gabe. Oh, so I would love to. Days, I said, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You he would it. love that. He loves the Rangers. Who are they playing the twenty third? You know, the Sabers. Oh, that's a good game. Right, listen, let, let me talk to you after the show, but uh, you were brilliant again. I'm, I'm glad you're back. We'll do it again on Friday and uh, keep doing your thing, Joe Tacopini. You're the best in the world. You really are. Thank you. Okay, brother, I love you. I love you, too. Best defense attorney in the world and a great radio guest. Great radio guest, my buddy Joe Tacopina.